I'm Bill. And I'm T-Dog. And this is Two, two Films, Too curious. curious, where the two of us watch two movies. And we're curious about them. Yes. If we sound different... It's because we're here. We nailed that one. There was That that happened exactly at the same time. There wasn't any weird lag. No. <laughs> because we're, we're back. We're together again. This won't happen all the time, but it conveniently worked out to happen this time. Mm-hmm. On this, our special, special feature, the Avengers episode of okay. What Do You Do, MCU? So we'll talk about that later on in the show. But first, uh, let's let's thank our uh, our patrons on Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, co-tagonists Chris and Nick, who have been our patrons for a while now, as well as Two Films Three Curious alum Brenda, who funds What Do You Do MCU. Uh, in addition to it being the Avengers episode, we're also in October, mm-hmm. which is Spooky Movie Month. The spookiest. Yes. Uh, it's the only time I ever post on Instagram. Like, I have nothing until October when I just start taking pictures of me watching scary movies on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I never get any... I get more likes on my pictures on Instagram than we do on our, our podcast Facebook page. <laughs> but, let's talk about a scary movie. What is your favorite scary movie? My favorite scary movie or the scariest? Oh, we'll do both. What's your favorite and what's the scariest? My favorite scary movie. They might be the same. I don't watch a lot of scary movies, no. so when I watch one, like I really like it. So it's a quiet place. Yeah, it's. I think the the kind of like cold open they have. Yeah. Before it's and you like you don't know why everyone's quiet, and then right at like the last second, the little girl gets eaten, and then it's like a quiet place, and you're like, oh shit. Yep. And this, that's a good opening to a movie. I really like it. Did you see Bird Box on Netflix? No, but I heard that it the, was like the Kmart of yeah, uh, yeah. You can't see instead of you can't speak. Yeah, <laughs> it was it I it was good. It was fine. Quiet Place was definitely better, but I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. Amanda and I started on oh, it was on Netflix. What was it called? It was basically it was truly the Kmart version of a Quiet Place. Oh no! It started with like these researchers opened a cave and there were these bats that they thought were extinct. Yeah, and they all got out and then the whole thing was. We, we didn't even get really into it. Like <laughs> the, We were following the family and they just left their house. Yeah. And because it, you can't make any noise because then they'll be able to find you because of their oh, echolocation. You know I think I did see part of that. It was it was cheesy though. Yeah. It, but it, the problem was it was trying to be serious. Yeah. It wasn't just like, oh, it was a cheesy movie. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't so good. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. Oh, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I was surprised to learn that you'd seen The Hills Have Eyes. I'm, I ah, think yes. that uh, it's probably the reasonable to 20, assume that... The 2000s one. Right. The number of horror movies that you've seen that I haven't is probably very small. <laughs> Maybe one. <laughs> well, not Hills Have Eyes anymore because I watched it the other day. And uh, you had said something about it being funny and that's why you liked it. And uh, it was like... It, yeah. It's it was, a little silly. It was funny because it was just dumb. Yeah. And <laughs> I gotta say, yeah. Like, humorous like trying to be no they would just say something you'd like oh god <laughs> yeah he's a democrat he's afraid of guns okay all right i uh, i don't know i think that i think that this the the remake i watched them both now and i think the remake is funnier because the dumb lines in the first one you just they they don't they don't land as serious or funny they just you think like, it's because they're aged or, i think so a little yeah. bit um I mean, it's still a good movie. 
I, I mean, or it, it does what it's supposed to do. And it shows, I mean, it was, it's, a, it's one of Wes Craven's first movies. And mm-hmm. so you can see the way that his horror evolved from <clears throat> that through Freddy Krueger into the stuff mm-hmm. that he did later. Like, um, oh, one of, one of my movies that's gonna, that I'm going to talk about in a minute, he produced Candyman, I think. He was integral in getting that off the ground, which oh. is an amazing horror movie. I love that movie. It I, it might be my favorite, or at least my favorite right now. It's super good. And tell us about it. So, uh, it's it starts like the the concept of Candyman is like Bloody Mary or something like that, where you, you turn the lights him. off in the bathroom, yeah. you say okay. Candyman three times, and Candyman shows up three times, five times. But the story is that this lady, this white lady who is uh, doing uh, research in Chicago, Detroit. I can't remember the Midwest. Right. Um, she's a she's like a, a master's degree student. She's writing her dissertation on folklore, on fables, oh. and she's writing about Candyman. And she's like, "That's a crazy story." And her like the the maid that's like or the custodian that's cleaning up the <gasps> college is like, "That shit's real." And she finds out that like, like as like she's a, doing, it's always like a. It's always a maid or a yeah. janitor or someone you walk by on the street. It's the doorman. Yeah. It's always someone that has their foot in that knows about this kind of stuff in this type of movie. This one, though, is that is indicative of a larger discussion about race and class that oh, this yeah. movie is. Because she ends up finding out that the like the apartment building that the Candyman has been haunting recently is one of two apartment buildings that are exactly the same and this one was built in the shitty side of town and the other one was built in the rich side of town and it's actually the one that she lives in she lives in that building and so she's like she's trying to find out and at first like she meets the candy man but it's this drug dealer that calls himself the candy man wow. and then candy man actually shows up Does and kill kills her guy? kills the guy yeah oh, perfect um but candy man you find out was a slave that had been had been freed and he was uh like a painter and an apiarist and hmm. uh, had fell in love with this white woman and was oh. lynched for it. And they like killed him in the apiary. And so when he shows up, he's got like he opens his coat and he's just covered in bees. Whoa. It's intense. It's such a good movie. It's it's so good. Uh, apparently, there's two sequels which I've not seen. And Jordan Peele has a kind of a reboot and sequel to the first one that's coming out soon oh eh, i think next year i think it got bumped kind but of like I'm a so reboot excited. in the same way they do like halloween and stuff like that kind of yeah yeah uh just yeah it's a soft reboot yeah um and i think that it like king conan was supposed to be it's going to be it's if it is a sequel it's a direct sequel to just the first one and yeah. it ignores the other sequels so i'm very excited about that i think that's my favorite scary movie the scariest movie i ever saw was the remake of Invisible Man that came out last oh, year? Oh no, I couldn't. I, the trailer freaks me out. I I watched that movie at Devin's parents' house. Two films for curious alone, Devin. I love watching scary movies at their house because they like scary movies, and I like to watch scary movies. And they were like, "Oh, hey, let's watch Invisible Man. This will be great." And like, I had like I had heart palpitation. Like it was intense. We get home that night, and like. I checked the door like four times to make sure it was locked. I'm like, like normally, oh yeah, yeah, it's bad. And normally Devin's the one that's like, hey, we need to watch something a little bit light. I don't want to have any, you know, I don't want to have a tumultuous sleep. And I'm like, I get it. That's never me. 
Except it was this time. It was so intense. It was such an intense movie. Um, it was really good. I highly encourage watching that as well. It's proper scary. So, Thanks. what about Shining? Is uh, do you like Quiet Place more than The Shining, or do you not consider The Shining to be a scary movie? It's less. It's I find it to be much less scary. I I, I guess then I could separate them. I could say Quiet Place is the scariest movie I've yeah. seen, and The Shining is my favorite scary movie. I, uh, because you'd never I mean you you do see the supernatural a, a bit you like you yeah. have the lady that's also a zombie yeah and you have the blood coming out of the but it's like but the twins while while spooky are not necessarily like supernatural right when you see them it's just like oh it's too right or any of the people in the bar yeah same exactly. thing yeah and I mean and Jack being like, possessed or whatever yeah at the end oh and you've got the the telepathy between uh, what's his name and the kid I forget his name yeah Harry Bel- Belafonte that's his <laughs> actor's name that's what I was trying to come up with Hanneman or something like that yeah yeah I don't remember um, yeah, it, it's it's less overt in the scariness yeah I think it's it's more suspenseful than scary maybe I was talking to Devin about this in passing the other day I saw a list on Reddit of this guy put together of 125 mindfuck movies separated by genre. It was like they even had like like comedies on there. Like hmm. Groundhog Day is a comedy oh, that's also a mindfuck. Yeah, I'm like, oh true. yeah, that makes sense. Um, but he had horror and thriller as two separate things. Hmm. And I had said to Devin, I'm like, I feel like this is weird coming from someone that is fully in the belief that there are more than 50 specific distinct metal subgenres that you can easily tell what the difference is i don't think that there's a difference between a horror movie and a suspenseful movie they are all scary movies they all fit under the umbrella of a scary movie now there are times you want to watch one kind of a scary movie over the other but that's not that is when you get into really deep subgenres like from from that perspective halloween and rob zombie's halloween are two different subgenres yeah. They're two different. It's, it's slightly the origins of slasher and then the modern slasher. So, but I don't think that, I think that that's probably there. I feel like the overwhelming majority of people are out here making those two separate categories. Yeah. Thriller and horror. We just earlier today when we had Netflix on and these, you know, install like trailers and stuff because you're going through to yeah. be like, hey, watch this. There's that new haunting. Yeah. Kind of haunting a blind manor. Yeah. yeah, and then we were kind of watching the trailer, and then they're talking about dolls, and then the mom's picking up all the dolls, and she picks up this really weird-looking one, and the little girl's like, no, put that one back. And we're like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> we didn't even see the scary thing. It was just like, can't watch any more of that. The trailers freak me out. <laughs> and then later, like, once, two years after movies come out, I read the synopsis on Wikipedia, and then yeah. I have trouble sleeping. Oh, no. So... That's why I don't watch the scary movies. But I want to know what happens. In of course. <laughs> I watched the original, or the, the first of the, because uh, Haunting yeah. of Blind Manor is the sequel to Haunting at Hill House. Hill House yeah. And Hill House Which was... Which sounds just like the house on the hill. On a, yeah, well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's all, it's all based it's on the same, yeah. yeah. Um, but I watched it with Devin, and I was surprised because, yeah, it was scary. It was proper mm-hmm. scary. But by the end of it, like, like it made me cry because it was such an emotional thing. It was. It's not as all good horror is. It's a scary show, but the purpose is grief, not yeah. fear. Yeah. Um, I saw someone posted like the Babadook. Yeah, like the Babadook, which was one of my original scariest movie when we first made the list. Um, it's about postpartum depression and grief, 
and not about a monster that lives yeah. under your bed. Um, I read or I saw someone posted like the first blurb of the Guardian's review of Haunting at Blind Manor, mm-hmm. and it's a two star review, two out of five. And the post is like, I hate horror things. I think that, especially when we get to ghosts, ghosts aren't real, so how could they be scary? Anyways, Haunting at Blind Manor sucks. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, I'm not going to ask Two Films Three Curious alum Brenda to review Dark Souls. You know? I'm not going to ask my, anybody in my family to go and tell me how they like some barbecue restaurant because they are vegan or vegetarian. They can't eat that food. Why would you get a person that's like, I fucking hate all horror movies ever to review a scary thing? Call up yeah. the idiot that is four desks down in the IT department with the skate shoes and a Hot Topic t-shirt. Make him review it. Or at the very least, let him give your opinion and then you can write it better. Yeah. But it's I have the, the same problem with um, a lot of video game reviews. Yeah. Which, it's funny that, to me, the number is... To most people, the number is less important than the actual review, but that I find the number to be more important. Yeah. And then you get to the bottom... Like it was on Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. The the remake or the not the like not the new one, but the, the trilogy yeah. remaster or whatever. Like I was like I played half of each mission. Like how can you how can you yeah. look at something as a whole if you only experienced like the tiniest part of it? All the reviews about the Witcher T V show being confusing and jumped around and then you find out they watched episodes one and four. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Anyways, uh, if you're from Netflix, please feel free to send us any promotional material you want. We will watch the whole thing <laughs> before we review it. And yes. I will not make Tyler review the horror stuff. <laughs> I will do that. We can get it done. Anyways, we've talked about scary movies enough. Let's talk about what do you do, MCU? Mm-hmm. This is the end of phase one. This is The Avengers. This That's is The, the Avengers. Avengers... The first Avengers. <laughs> uh, so I guess as a synopsis of Avengers, if you haven't seen it, uh, some shit's going to go down. Loki came and he stole... He low-key. Low-key <laughs> stole the Tesseract and is going to do some shit. So they got to call in all of the Avengers. Nick Fury's like, it's time. They got to call him up. He gets Captain America, Iron Man. They get Hulk. They get Black Widow. They get... Is that it? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Well, he's he's sick because Loki made him crazy Loki. in his brain. <laughs> he's Loki sick. So, they end up rescuing him. They're like, okay, this is fine. And then Loki opened... Loki... <laughs> it's just every time I hear it. <laughs> they capture him. And Loki, that's what he wanted. <laughs> so... He's fine with it, and they try and blow up the thing, and yeah. then it's fine. And then they, he he uses the tesseract to open up a wormhole to another galaxy, and then aliens All come and destroy. Yeah, they're come. gonna they're gonna destroy New York, and then they stop it, and then Tony Stark blows up a nuke on the other side and tumbles out, and he's fine. And they they take the tesseract, and uh, Loki he he didn't want to go, <laughs> but they take him <laughs> back up. To Asgard, yep. and that's it. It's really, it's an elevator pitch as hell movie. Yeah. It's so easy to describe what's going on. Loki, it's not a very complicated plot. But there you go. Loki is not my favorite Avengers movie. 
I'm really glad he's not in any of my fun facts because I'm not going to be able to read his name. <laughs> can you tell us your fun facts? I can. Loki, it's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, so this one pops up on movie details a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. like hid food all over the set, basically. Oh. So when he's like, you want a blueberry? He, he just pulled those out like they didn't know they had them on the set. Oh, like uh, that's what Brad Pitt did in the first Oceans movie. Yeah. He's eating the entire time because he's like, he says that like his character in the movie is not going to have time to sit down and eat a meal. So he's just always eating. And then it they because that was something that he incorporated into his character at the end of it, when they finish, they show him and he like tries to eat a burger and like burps and has like acid reflux and throws out the burger. Yeah. Because he's done. He doesn't have to eat anymore. I mean, he still has to eat, but he doesn't have to eat that way anymore. Um, apparently no one could find where he had stuff, so they just let him keep doing it. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> there were very few times that everyone was in town at once. I, get, I mean, huh. it, it's just the magic of movies that yeah. like they're also filmed out of order. Like watching yeah. behind the scenes stuff is always so weird. <laughs> um, one of the times they were all in town once, Chris Evans sent everyone a text that just said "assemble," and then they all went out and had a night on the town. That's so fun. Which is so cool. Uh, Clark Gregg, I don't know who that is. Probably won't. Just oh, isn't that uh, isn't that Coulson? <gasps> oh, I think you're right. Uh, said that it's his favorite text he's ever received. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, repeatedly, a scene was filmed, and I wish, if this does exist, I want to see it. During the final battle, Captain America saves an old man trying to protect his grandchildren. Mm-hmm. He tells him to get to cover, but then the wild man walks away and says, Cap, is it really you? He turns, and he has a World War II veteran lapel pin. So him and Cap salute each other, and then when Cap sprints away, the children ask him, do you know him? And he says, we all know him. I think it was filmed. I think I've seen that deleted scene. So, okay. That's good. I, I don't have to find that. I think because someone awesome. had posted a YouTube video of all of the deleted scenes and specifically because of the Ashley Johnson ones. And then I saw that. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. That's awesome. That's my most jingoistic thing I love. <laughs> um, in the final end credit scene when they're eating shawarma, mm-hmm. Cap is the only one not eating. This is because Chris Evans got a buzz cut and grew his beard out right after they finished filming so he could do, look like that for Snowpiercer. Oh. So the reason he he has his hand over his mouth because he's covering his beard. <laughs> and he has a wig on. <laughs> That's so funny. Speaking of, I've not seen Snowpiercer. Have you? Yes. I really want to. I, it's, you watch it and you're like, wow, that steep. And then you think about it more and you're like, mm. But I really liked it. I think it's a good movie. That... You also don't know it's Chris Evans until he takes his beanie off. Oh, okay. He does a good job. They do a good job. Because this is way before Bearded Cap. So like, yeah. seeing him with a beard was just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I enjoy it. It's, it's, a, it's your kind of classic tale on like, you know, the 1% and the 99% yeah. type thing. I like a movie like that. It's good though. Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Captain America. Uh. <laughs> that's, all, that's all of them. <laughs> Uh, the last fun fact is that Justin Robert... Bieber documentary. <laughs> the, uh, Robert Downey Jr. asked the Marvel production manager to take the A that was on Stark Tower uh-huh. with him, uh, and they declined. But then on his next birthday, the manager gave it to him as a gift. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Maybe he asked, and he was like, "That was going to be your fucking birthday present." <laughs> so no, you can't have it. <laughs> that's nice. Those that's are just... some fun fun facts. Yeah, those are some fun facts. How do you how do you feel about this movie I like it yeah I think that like bringing obviously this is before we have the Russo brothers that just 
get the MCU and they do so well yeah. with it. I think Joss Whedon still did a good job. I think that he was what probably the kind of director that the movie needed. Yeah. To make it, because they couldn't have gone straight into the weirdest Marvel stuff. No. I understand. That's why it took them so long to get to Doctor Strange. To yeah. Get to Guardians of the Galaxy. Once they realized that people like that, now we have like all kinds of right. We're getting some shit going on. Right. I'm very excited about this. Yes. Space. Oh, me too. Um, but it, it made it more, I think, more palatable. Yeah. This was obviously this was the kind of the phase one was the the test of like can we just can we make it all the way to avengers can we go beyond that and like yeah. get a whole you know marvel cinematic universe and i remember people being like blown away by it i was when i was a kid and i yeah. watched it it was like a they actually made a movie of the avengers right like yeah that's I mean, at that told, point it was unheard of if you told people after they saw iron man yeah they're gonna go all it's gonna you're gonna have right. cap you're gonna have hulk they're all gonna be there be like mm. yeah and then you if you told me watching Avengers, oh yeah, they're going to get all the way through Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. We're going to have Guardians. If you had told me watching the after watching the Avengers that the Justice League movie was going to suck, <laughs> oh, no. I'd be like, oh no, no, that's impossible. <laughs> I, so watching it again this time, I watched it on Friday, and I got to say, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Oh, I have seen Cabin in the Woods. So, Cabin in the Woods. Also has I, Thor in it. Yes, I watched that the other day as well. And watching Cabin in the Woods, I'm like, oh, this is this is the kind of thing that Joss Whedon writes well. Like yeah. every line oh, yeah. in that works. Everything about that is so perfect. It's that sort of Gen X nihilism, take a step back from everything, but funny and trying to engage without engaging too much. I thought I think that Cabin in the Woods is one of the things that he's written the best. Yeah. Besides Firefly. I Avengers feel is not like as far from faultless in that regard. Oh my god! I was watching it, and I think that I think it's still a fun movie. Yeah. But watching it this time made me think. I think I'm gonna like Avengers two better when we watch that again, mm-hmm. again, because there were just so many. There some lines I think still are good. I really, I mean, the Cap being excited because he understands the Wizard of Oz reference yeah. is fun, <laughs> and some of the some of the dialogue works really well. But some of it, it I don't know. It just feels clunky and forced yeah i don't know thor is in a weird place in this movie yeah with with his dialogue and stuff they're trying to do the humor but it's not there yet he said a line that was funny they do the in english please with some technical jargon and i'm like "Ah, it just doesn't i don't know i was watching it and like about halfway through i'm like how much longer is on this like because i just i if if I met someone that had never watched the Marvel movies and they wanted to watch them and that was the thing that we did, we're doing it for the podcast, I'm thrilled to watch it again. Yeah. And I don't think it's the worst one. I don't know what the worst one would be, but I don't think this is it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's the, certainly it's not. Tier. It is yeah. for me. It is. But also it set the stage. So it's important and not my favorite. Yeah, I think Age of Ultron, once we get to it, sets stage better yeah. than... I mean, because when it... it they had a hard job to, like I said, it was all experimental at this yeah. point still. So, I think, I think honestly, if we're ranking Phase One, Avengers is my least favorite Phase One movie. Okay. I think that the other ones that are supposed to be the not good ones, I like Iron Man two better than this. I like Hulk better than this, and I like Thor one better than this. So, Thor. So let's let's rank them. Okay. So it's six movies. Yeah. Let's see. Let me get a. Okay, let me get a pen. So, 
There's what? There's Iron Man 1. Mm -hmm. Iron Man. There's Hulk. Iron Man 2. Iron Man. And then Thor. Thor, Cap, and Avengers, Cap, right? Avengers. Yep. So for me, Avengers is the worst. I think what... And we're going to agree what the best one is. It's Captain Cap. America. Yeah. Obviously. What is your least favorite? Um, probably Hulk. Okay. I forgot that the guy who did Hulk, Louis Letrier, mm-hmm. also did the Now You See Me movies. Oh. He was talking about a third one, wanting to do a third one, and uh, wanting to incorporate practical effects more because it's magic. So yeah. the point is that it it's looks practical. like, yeah. yeah. So Hulk oh. is your least favorite. And your favorite is Captain America. Yep. So uh, I think probably my next least favorite is Iron Man 2. That's that's mine as well. Iron 2. Iron 2. So uh, what's your second favorite? Um, Thor. Thor. And then... I think my second favorite is Hulk. Yeah. And then Iron Man for me. And then Iron Man. And I think mine is Iron Man is the third one as well. Which so. is what Avengers is my middle one. Avengers is your middle one. Middle, bottom middle. And what is that for me? Thor. Yep. So <clears throat> your order from in line. best to worst is Captain America is the mm-hmm. best. Then Thor, Iron Man one, Avengers, Iron Man two, and Hulk. Yep. Mine is Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man. Thor, Iron Man 2, and Avengers. I can live with this. We both understand that Captain America is the yes, best. obviously. Captain America is the best. He's the best Avenger. Yeah. Because Spider-Man is not an Avenger. And he's the first so, Avenger. He is no, the he, first Avenger. He's the best. He's the strongest. Yeah. He's the smartest. Who's the scariest Avenger? And who's your favorite Avenger? Captain America. Hands down. <laughs> so we're approaching the end of this particular episode. We don't have a second uh, Friday movie question question. We do have a talk about a game that you brought for us to play. We're not going to play it on the podcast. I brought a, (laughs) it's a living card game, which those are all done by Fantasy Flight Games. You may be familiar with Arkham Horror um, or some of the other ones. They have a Lord of the Rings one. They have a Game of Thrones one, which is all on clearance at this point. (laughs) Oh, no. I think they stopped making that stuff, too. Um, This one's called Marvel Champions. You get to play as, at this point, there's like 16 different heroes, I think. And they it's a living card game because every month there's a new release for it, either a villain or a hero. Um, recently, there was just a big expansion with Red Skull. But I brought for us to play, Bill's going to play Captain America, and T-Dog's going to play Captain Marvel. The pair of captains. Um, a couple of captains up in this piece. Yep. It's modular. You can play from one to four players, and we're going to fight. I brought Rhino. Claw and Absorbing Man for us to fight. Interesting. As, as options. Okay. So, yeah. Neato. It's a it's a really, it's a really fun game. You you get really feel like your hero. They do a good job because you get to it's deck building. You have your hero and they have fifteen signature cards and then you get to do whatever kind of other cards Add you other want. Stuff. That's so cool. like all of Captain America is about defending and throwing his shield. Yeah. All of Black Panthers are you're kind of weak till you get all your upgrades out and then you like trigger all of them at once and they all go in succession. That's cool. With a card called Wakanda Forever. <laughs> uh, Iron Man is useless until you get parts of your armor out. Yeah. You're really just you're building it essentially. You spend a couple turns. That reminds me of Hero Clicks where they're like like Hulk 
is weak until he takes damage and then he's strong. Yeah. Because that's how Hulk is. Yeah. yeah. In this Hulk, you you have to fight the villain while also thwarting their scheme. Hulk cannot thwart. He has no ability to, <laughs> but he can punch the shit out of those guys, <laughs> which is cool too. Yeah. So it, it that's I think what the game does best is making you feel like the hero that you're playing as. That's cool. That's cool. Well, uh, if, if that's uh, I guess that's it. Uh, you just buy Marvel Champions and play it and enjoy it and uh, keep watching movies. Fancy Fly Games, if you want to send us some free, we Marvel will review Champions it. Stuff. We will absolutely. <laughs> Tyler will review the Marvel stuff. I will review your wonderful, glorious Star Wars stuff. Please send it here. Uh, I still don't have the the Jedi source book for the Star Wars role playing game. Feel free to send that. Force and Destiny. <laughs> Just you know, if you've got stuff laying around, keep watching movies. Uh, Stay curious, and uh, we love you. And we love you.